The Lonely Gal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lonely Gal podcast. My name is Judy Wong, and I'm your guide on this journey. Over the next few episodes, we are going to dive deep into personal stories about loneliness. And we will be creating a safe space with no judgment for our guests. They will share with us their life experiences and how they navigate through their lonely times. Today's podcast is brought to you in association with Graco Studios based in Finglas, Dublin. And they offer a hybrid solution for video, photography and podcasting. So for more information, please check out their website at gracostudios.com. I'm just going to go straight into my episode with the beautiful Davina Divine. Welcome, Davina. Thank you so much for having me. Very, very, gl- very glamorous surroundings that we're in today. <laughs> no, it's very, it's amazing to have you on board. Um, so I'm going to get straight into it. Well, that's the best way to do it, isn't it? Straight in, no kissing. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's talk about loneliness, right? Okay. Because, you Jeez, know, we're going in. Or- we're going in. <laughs> yeah. We're going in deep because basically, um, what I've been noticing is a lot of people will perceive people who are confident, mm-hmm. professional, successful, um, happy-go-lucky. Instagrams are all like hot, great, like buzz. Mm-hmm. But they never really truly ask about how you really are doing. Yeah. And a lot of successful people I've noticed recently have been saying, yeah, people don't really ask me, like, am I doing okay? And it's that feeling of... Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not like people aren't being in touch with you. Totally. And I think as well, especially in my case, I'm like a psych textbook. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I am actually two separate people. Absolutely. So there's, so I'm constantly trying to kind of keep the ship afloat. So people don't really ever ask, how are you? And I think that's because I think when you're a strong kind of like charismatic person, mm-hmm. you're always kind of putting your best face on, your best foot forward yeah. um, and keeping everything afloat. So I think people think that most people like that have their shit together. Yeah, but do you really have your shit together? Well, Dave, like, yeah, I think like most of the time, like 90% of the time I do, but you know, I'm only human. I think mm-hmm. there's there's times I think when everybody can have a wobble and everybody cannot. And then I think there's this whole thing, I think that people don't feel comfortable to say that they're having a wobble because you're almost like you're losing face, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So I think there's that side of it as well, where it's people have pride. So... There is that. There is a whole stigma, and I know people are always talking about mental health. They're always talking about you know it's important to share and important to talk, but I still don't think people really do. No, would you? you? Know? Um, I'm much. I'm I'm a very open book. Yeah. So I if if I'm in a really bad place and something's really going out for me, I will have to talk about it. Yeah. I will have to say it, but I would be very selective of who I spoke to. Okay. So I wouldn't be like telling the world, you know, like putting it, I wouldn't be putting stories up or, yes. and and some people do criticise me, I think a lot say, you know, because what happens is a lot of the time, if I'm going through something, I'll dissect it internally. Okay. And then maybe when I've come to some kind of peace or I've logically worked it out, then I'll say, well, I was in a bit of a shitty place last week. And someone's like, well, I knew you were, but you never said anything. And, okay. And that's kind of how I deal with it, you know. Okay. But but I I'm not averse to speaking about I'm very open book as is, you know. Yeah. Do you think that maybe your audience, the people that are watching you mm-hmm. through your Instagram yeah. would love to see a little bit more. Not that we want to see complete vulnerability yeah. all the time because when you're at your lowest space, yeah. You really need to just process that, of totally. course. And yeah. you said that you internalize it mm-hmm. first. But would they like to see a little bit more of that from you? 
I think everybody wants to see that with people, but mm. I think it's about whether you want to show it. Yeah. Because I always feel like there is a lot of people, like I always feel like there's a lot of people that want to see the vulnerability. That's why people watch reality TV because they want to see the highs, the lowest, the car crashes. They want to see everything because yeah. now also I think we consume so much. Sure. People, need, it's, people need to know everything. It's like, and that's part of the reason why I don't really appear kind of out of drag like on my social media I don't put photos up I don't because I keep that separate because that's I feel like in a way me protecting myself yeah. my drag is my armour my drag is my job my drag is my creation whereas I like to keep my own stuff private you know yeah and because there is a side let's be real that people want to see you fall and people yeah. want to see ha that happened to her or you know yeah. there there is that side and I think that's the part I think that um that people don't talk about as well. Yeah. You know? That they want to see you kind of have yeah. a fall from grace, oh, from grace really. Yeah. They're not going to applaud you for it. They actually go, yeah, Listen, deadly. Like, look at the Real Housewives, for example. Like, people mm. love seeing, you know, shit hit the fan for, for those women. And it's scandalous. But yeah. they tune in every week and they watch it because everybody loves the drama, you know? Yeah. And I just don't know how I would feel about giving it all away, you know? Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. Like I've I've known you for God a little over. Don't even want to say yeah. the years. <laughs> my God, probably a decade and a yeah, half. Roman and numerals. <laughs> yeah, and like I would have never known like your other like performing life until yeah. I knew who you were. Yeah, you um, actually knew me first. I knew you first. Yeah. yeah. I did actually, to yeah. be very honest. And you're like this baby face, little uh, gorgeousness coming on with brilliant personality, yeah. brilliant energy on the counter. But like that, that I didn't know that you yeah. had a performing life behind you. Like when when we first met and when I first started working, because we, we started working together when we worked in cosmetics and, and we worked on a very prophilic, profit, what is it? Prophilic, prophilic, prophilic makeup brand, uh, Mac. And we used to work there on the counter and you're right, stop hanging Grafton Street. And I went into that really green and kind of just naive. Yeah. I'm so excited meeting all these amazing characters and Absolutely. learning so much. But one thing that I really struggled with was well, like I was kind of doing drag at night time and I was yeah. doing that and I was kind of getting more gigs and starting to get a bit more kind of well known no, on the scene yeah. and people used to come into that counter to like to stare at me to like to like it was like I felt like I was on display mm. and they I'd see them like talking about me and it really used to affect me like so much so I didn't really talk to anyone about this but I'd see them like literally people I saw this one guy walk into remember there was a cube in the yeah. middle he was staring at me so much he walked into the cube <laughs> Because <laughs> he was oh. trying to clock either, like, because he, but everyone knew I worked there. Sure. But they wanted to see me out of drag. They wanted to see behind the mask. Oh, and whether okay. that was to judge me or to, to do whatever, but that really affected me because it made me think, what are these people thinking about me? Mm-hmm. Even though, and it's, you know, it's kind of funny because I know there's this whole message, you know, you shouldn't care what people think and you should yeah. live your own life. But, but also, when you live up, when you're trying to live up to your creation, you're always kind of living in the shadow of yourself, really, which is yeah. kind of wild. But but that used to really affect me and to the point where I used to hide. Like if I see people coming in, like I'd hide behind the counter because oh, I didn't want to be seen. So I would kind of try to, to hide myself. Of course. Of course. Um, but yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. And I think to this day, I'm more kind of in control of it now, but it's, but I, I like, to, I still like to have some control over it. Yeah. I felt like I was very, you know, like you couldn't be more, you're in the middle of Grafton Street, you know yeah, what I mean? You I couldn't know. put yourself out there more. Yeah. Kind of um, area was. that we were yeah. in. So there was a lot of like staring, even yeah. from outside on Grafton yeah, Street. Yeah, they would stand literally, I mean, look in the yeah. window. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How weird is that? 
Oh, well, here, look, we've had a few stalkers. Yeah. We've had some serious stories in that place. Yeah. Oh, oh little <laughs> buzz. Um, so tell me this. Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about like how you move through like lonely times. Because I think a lot of our listeners will want to kind of find out how do we get through these harsh moments? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't really think that there's someone else going through that journey. Yeah. Um. You know, we're talking about you're successful, you're out there, you know, how do you like go through it? How do you get through it? Actually, I should um, say. I, th- you know, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm an introverted extrovert for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think I retreat into myself okay, and I kind of try and figure things out myself. Um, So if I'm, if I'm going into that place of kind of like rejection or kind of loneliness or whatever, I feel like. I have to kind of sit in that. I remember like, um, I remember I, I, like I did therapy over the years and I remember going to a therapist before and, and she said to me that sometimes when you feel really low mm-hmm. and you're in a dark place, that sometimes it's okay to just lie in the dark, like yeah. metaphorically. It's just okay. You don't, I think there's so much pressure to like, come on, get up, get your shit together, get back on the horse and just, you know, whereas I think sometimes you have to give yourself time to just be like, this is how Process. I feel. Yeah. Process it. Yeah. And actually when you kind of are a little kind to yourself mm-hmm. and easier on yourself, um, you feel better because you genuinely, you have, you, it processes through you. Whereas if you just kind of get, you know, act like it's not happening mm-hmm. and kind of put the smile on, it almost, I think, you head for a bigger fall. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I think you're very similar to myself, actually. Mm. I actually, nobody would know it, but I'm yeah. a bit of a hermit. Yeah, yeah. And I do like to process things because I like reflecting and I, I like a good cry. I like being in in my yeah. own space where I feel safe to kind of just digest mm-hmm. everything. But when you say go into therapy and your therapist has said, stay in that dark place. Yeah. For some people darkness is like associated with like doom and gloom. Yeah. Whereas you're saying darkness is actually your peace and your sanctuary yeah. to process. Like not like not not all the time. Like I, definitely before in the past, mm. like I think everybody has their own demons and everyone has yeah. their own things that, that you have to battle through and kind of, you know, come into the light, you, whatever way that is for you. But, but sometimes people just have down days, off days. Mm-hmm. But I remember like kind of when we're talking about this now, I remember being in my 20s. Yeah. Like I kind of, it's like I always feel like I have chapters in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what chapter I'm in now, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I remember in my 20s feeling really like I always, I wanted to be in a relationship. I mm-hmm. always felt like being with somebody would like validate me or kind of like, so I, I used to chase that. Mm-hmm. And then I always found, which was so ironic, that when I was in that situation, I never felt fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I never felt like, I felt like I was dim myself yeah. in the situation. And then I had like the the worst 20s. So then I had like, you know, craziness and, and bad experiences. And then I was like a sworn off everything. And then in my 30s, which, you know, I'm just, I'm just out of. <laughs> <laughs> in my 30s, um, you kind of like, there was, a, there was a time there where you don't want to kind of relive that. You don't want to go back to that. Um, but so much so where you almost, um, what would you say, where you kind of, you dis- you detach from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose now I'm, I'm like, I'm at a place where I know that I don't really feel as lonely as I used to feel. Yes. Do you know the kind so of way? The lonely Loneliness feelings. kind of feels different to me now. Okay. Whereas I feel like I used to kind of associate being lonely with 
not having somebody around or somebody in my yeah. life. Whereas yeah. now I don't feel, I don't really feel lonely now. And maybe that's just an age thing. I maybe it's an age thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because there's definitely different... Um, yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely dead right with your twenties. Mm. There's a different feeling of loneliness because you're young. Yeah, you're not as lived. You don't have the experience. life experience. Mm. You didn't have the support, like no. the like professional support. And like I was only when I was coming out here, I was just yeah. even talking to, to the taxi driver. I was thinking things have changed a lot yeah. in the last like twenty years. Yeah. like you know culturally. Like the way we talk about mental health, the way mm-hmm. we talk about the way we're having this conversation now, yeah, that would not have been happen. an option twenty years ago. Yeah. You know, people are are more aware, more heightened to it. Yeah. Um. But well, one thing I do know is that, like, if you do feel lonely or you feel like something's missing in your life, that that no matter how much like money you have or mm-hmm. how much you know sex you have or whatever, mm-hmm. like nothing is going to kind of if you have that empty hole inside you, mm-hmm. none of those things because they're all external. Yeah. You know, and that's the hardest part I think to to twig. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, <laughs> I know what you mean. Does that make sense? So I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking it through. My, I'm processing here. I'm like, I'm like a HP processor in a computer going through. <laughs> oh no, do you mean to mind here? Look, I'm loving your processes because I'm in the same boat. Like I t- yeah. think and talk at the same time yeah. when I'm with somebody. Mm-hmm. So you get all these lovely little nuggets of information or aha moments because. I guess here, look, I'm like yourself. I've gone through counselling as well. um, And I've had a a blessing of a connection with my counsellor. So it's been five or six years with him. And without that professional support, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have noticed half of the things that I know now. And I'm I'm one of those people. I need to know why I tick, why I do the things I do. um, Why I am the way I am in Mm -hmm. the world. And it also kind of makes me understand how other people are in the yeah. world. So you kind yeah. of, you kind of get a bit of compassion for people and you kind of like, you know, when you see people kind of acting out or kind of, you know, yeah. there's always, people are like onions. There's so many, everyone has different layers. But yeah. I think now we just see so many people, we just see the top layer. We see the nice cars, we see the nice makeup, we see mm-hmm. the nice, where it's like, people are so much more than that. Yeah. You know, but so I think at this day and age, it's hard to remember that all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I think you are like one of my perfect guests because the fact that you're saying that people are like onions people are definitely multi-layered multi-faceted and that's why I wanted to kind of have somebody like yourself that represents such a beautiful culture Mm -hmm. of drag and all that that is with drag but none of us are looking at drag um, and thinking of the artistry is tough behind that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's tough behind the mask and the wigs and the yeah. all that beauty and the glamour. Like there's people that need to be like more compassionate yeah. is the word you use towards people who are in the arts mm-hmm. and who are performing to an inch of their life, giving blood, sweat and tears to showcase entertainment, joy, mm-hmm. everything. And, but that they're human. Mm-hmm. But you know what's so funny is like, and RuPaul kind of said this best, mm. it's like that everyone's born naked and the rest is drag. She's kind of cl- like coined that term. Yeah. But in a weird way, everybody has their own drag yeah. that they put on. Mine is just actually fabbing out there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a bit more extreme. Yeah. But everyone has that kind of public face yes. that is their kind of drag to a degree. Yeah. And some people just get lost in that where it's like, actually forget that you're, you're just human at the end of the day. And... I I love that people see that when I'm on stage and doing things like that, that they get the joy and, and excitement because that's what that is. That's what that creation is about. Divina Divine is about people having fun and having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to have, you know, 
holistic moments with people. Do you know what I mean? Oh God, no, no, so, no, no. Like, we don't I, want a holistic well, moment listen, with Davina. Listen, never know. Listen, that might be the next chapter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Davina doing Reiki now in a second. I love it. I absolutely love yeah, it. Okay, so. Davina Divine. Yes, darling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you define loneliness, please? Um, Your loneliness. My loneliness. Mm-hmm. My loneliness is killing me, as Britney Spears would say. <laughs> yeah, no, I suppose everybody. I think it's a human feeling that everybody everybody feels lonely at some at some some point in their life. Mm. Um, I suppose in in my case, like I had a very kind of uh, you know unusual kind of upbringing, I suppose, mm-hmm. and of course being like LGBT. Mm-hmm. you know, child. Like, so I at times felt alone a lot. So mm-hmm. I, I did always feel a lot of loneliness, but that's not because there was pe- wasn't people around. Yeah. I, I felt loneliness internally. Yeah. So I always feel like I've, I've always been a bit of a loner. Yeah. And kind of like, I think because I've been like that since I was a kid, I'm kind of, I'm okay with loneliness in that weird way. You know, that does that make sense to you? Yeah, like, like you had to cultivate that. Yeah, and kind of navigate through mm. being different and kind of like my family situation when I was a child wasn't wasn't the best. Mm. So I feel like there was lots of times when I was literally on my own and did feel quite lonely. Um, but I feel like if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't lonely, then um, I don't think it would make me who... Who I, who I am today you know I feel yeah. like that part of that is has made me who I am yeah and yeah like it's it, I don't I don't feel lonely on a on a day-to-day level but I know what loneliness feels like yeah because you've basically reared yourself and you've had to kind of be by yourself yeah well, it's just yeah, I think navig- navigating your your way through, through you know, kind of tr- a troubled childhood and kind mm. of uh, you know dealing with like being st- different, being different, yeah, yeah. And being different, and, and in so many ways, like you know, your home life wasn't you know typical, your school life wasn't typical, so so that is quite isolating at times, you know. Yeah, what would so. you say to the younger Divina Divines out there? They're being yeah. born right now. They're yeah. the new generation. What would you actually say to them? Because you know what they're going through. Yeah. Like I remember, um, I remember being when I was a kid, like never feeling like I was ever going to, to kind of find like a place to fit in. I never felt like I fit in kind of anywhere. I always Mm. felt like I was like a, you know, square peg in a round hole. I did always feel like that. And it was only till like, like, you know, like late in my teens that I felt like, I had kind of found a tribe and I found people around me that were similar, that had similar interests and I didn't even think those people existed. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know I was looking for them. Which yeah, was sure. the other thing. I, I wasn't searching. I just did not ever feel like I kind of felt I fit in anywhere. So I do feel like, again, go with your gut. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, you will, you will find it. You might not even know you're looking for it, but mm-hmm. when you know, you know, you will find something. It's, there's always something out there and and you just sometimes you have to reach out to, to be found you know that yeah. kind of way as well so it's not just like we're going to land on your doorstep either you know so you do have to be active in, in trying to make yourself feel connected to people yeah what about for parents who have a little inkling that maybe their child is little different but not like crazy different <laughs> but would like to support them what would you say to the parents out there like to be honest, I, I wouldn't even know what to say to that yeah. because I feel like parents are with people too, and they're they're going through God knows what as well. Mm. So, so like my parents didn't do anything to kind of cultivate me, so I don't know what I what like whatever. I found my own way in yeah. that respect. My my parents were busy going through their own shit, Absolutely. so they kind of 
It's not like they, they were distracted. They were distracted because yeah. everybody, even kids, adults, everybody has their own stuff. Yeah. And it's only when you get older, like, you know, if you if you did have a kind of like tumultuous childhood or whatever, it's like you have to also be kind of forgiven of that because people are, they're also trying to navigate their way through it. Yeah. And I'd say there was probably a lot of loneliness in that for them as well. Absolutely. Do you know? So it's yeah. like, you kind of, like you know, you have to be a little bit easy on yourself and other people. Okay. But uh, what about you? What does loneliness mean to you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me, so I'm hitting that ball right back to you, Oh God, have we got a box of tissues? <laughs> no, um, do you know what? I guess this podcast was born from that lonely vibe, Yeah. to be very honest. Um, I, like yourself, will be somebody who's out there in the industry. So um, I do feel a sense of pressure and that like double standard to look happy all the time. Yeah to be confident all the time but I was recently um you know I had a bad week a few weeks ago and I broke down in front of my transition years and that was just from just feeling really down within so I felt okay to break down in front Mm -hmm. of them because they're a great group of girls but um it's also uncomfortable because I'm not used to breaking down in front of people because at the end of the day, I'm a show pony. Mm-hmm. I'm meant to kind of look like I'm happy all the time, be confident all the time, look successful. And there's that pressure. Yeah. And I guess... Can I ask, do you think you put that pressure on yourself? Because yes. you are a very upbeat, positive mm. person. You give out a lot of positive energy, a lot of upbeat vibes. You always have. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. Like it's it's taken the past decade to kind of try and like pull back, um, pull back from overly sharing. And that's actually something that my friends would actually say to me, like, you know, you're, you might be, you know, better off like holding back, Mm -hmm. but in an industry where, you know, you're always out there, I just felt like, you know, I guess I felt like I needed to mm-hmm. be that people pleaser and be the performing artist. Yeah. But now I have a little bit more control around it. I won't mm-hmm. lie, I do. But in terms of how this podcast has come about, <laughs> I actually just wanted to vent on like, uh, you know, uh, like a platform. Yeah. And I couldn't do it on my work platform, nor my private, nor my life coaching platform. So I decided to create a platform. Also, it's a, it's a very serious topic, but it's also very human. Yes. And sometimes, you know, people feel lonely for lots of different reasons. Yeah. Like, and, you know, what's the Lady Gaga said, you know, there could be 99 people in the room, but, you know, yeah. it only takes one. And, and it's all that kind of stuff. It's like, you could be in a room full of people. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like that sometimes it's like, you know, you could be on stage and you could be going through something that nobody else knows, but you have to... You have to do it. I remember I saw Katy Perry, the movie, she did Part of Me Mm. and Russell Brand just broke up with her Mm -hmm. and she was coming up in a lift and she was sobbing. Yeah, And and that really resonated with me because there's been times when over the years where stuff like that would be going on for you and Mm -hmm. nobody, you have to physically put yourself Pull yourself, you pull yourself together yeah. and just do it and and that's what they say. They say the tears of the clown are the saddest of all, Mm. you know? And... But I also use my work in the other way because it, it actually helps you. Yeah. It helps you come out of it and helps you kind of, because the joy from other people is infectious and yeah. being around other people is infectious. So so you, as I said before, you can lie in the dark and kind of take your minute, 
but it's important to reconnect, re- reconnect mm. re-emerge and recharge yourself. Like yeah. a crystal on the windowsill when there's a full moon, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Because yeah. loneliness doesn't have to feel like it's just about the lonely yeah. space. I feel like because I actually broke down in tears in front of like a class, yeah. um, decided to do a little rant, that rant ended up, like connecting with someone else, yeah. thankfully from Graco Studios. Thank yeah. you, Graham. And him pulling um, this podcast together because he knew how much this was going to help serve other people. Yeah. He knew about like the possibilities of just bringing people like ourselves, normal folk, totally. to kind of highlight like what you say yeah. is very human. We're like so subjected to like the 180 of emotions, but there's another flip side. Oh, listen, like I have all the emotions <laughs> and I'm two people, so I have double the emotions. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no shame in the game. No, you know? there's no shame. There's no. no shame. There's no shame in feeling it, uh, believing in it, accepting it, acknowledging it, yeah. but also moving, moving past. Moving through it. Moving yeah. through it. Yeah. And I think that's 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 important message to send out. Oh my God. Sabina Devine, what are we like? We'll we'll create a book. <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> It'll be quite thick. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Davina. Yeah. I have um one little uh thing to kind of ask you. So yeah. we're coming to the end of our show. Oh, love it. Um so I'd love to ask you if you could share a piece of advice that you live by that you could give the listeners. Um, of the show, something to reflect upon. Oh, God. Mm. One piece of advice, just one. <laughs> just, yeah, just one or two. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, God, just bring that on me now. Yeah, no, have a little think. Uh, There's no rush. See. Oh, yeah. I would say the one thing that I have learned in my life that is very important is to have boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. And the power of saying no yeah. is so important on so many levels. So I think to be able to if something isn't going to bring you joy into your life, no matter how much money they're offering you, no matter how, how good it seems on paper, if it's not going to make you happy, I, I can't do it. I'm like, that is just not going to bring me joy because I know I'm just going to be hating my life if I say yes to something that mm. I don't want to do. And I think that's taken me years to, mm. to really realize, especially I think when you're self-employed, just like there was a time when I used to say yes to everything. Yeah, and then I would, people please. People please mm. all the time. And... And of course, when like it's very draining then because you know you're the you're the life and soul of the party. So yeah, you, you know you have to smile and you could be dying on the inside, but you yeah. have to you have to just Culture. turn it on. Mm. And that's been that's been times when I'm really kind of like you need to have boundaries and, and that's even like you know for today it's like you know I wasn't happy being filmed because yeah. it's like that's part of my boundary because it's like actually I don't want to do that because it's like I always think people want to know how the rabbit comes out of the hat yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and it's about having a bit of mystique and a bit of boundaries but you have to set them for yourself and then you can't lash out at other people because you didn't set clear boundaries yeah you know that way Absolutely. so you can't be annoyed with someone else when you didn't you, you owe it to yourself to yeah. be clear and to be firm and it's okay to say no it's okay yeah it's like 100% you know it can be quite fun, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Beyonce was actually saying that she, when she turned into her 40s, she actually found it easier to say no. Yeah. But, well, because she also was starting to have a family and yeah. stuff like that. But that she, like yourself, was a people pleaser and she yeah. would say yes a lot. Which because would cut into your energy, no? Oh God, yeah. And there's so much pressure on you to kind of like, oh, you'll do this. Mm. You know, people expect things from you. And that's the thing. It's like, you should never expect anything from someone either because yeah. until like everybody's entitled to do what they want and, and live how they want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But that, I think, 
that's one thing that that is a, it's a good piece of advice I'm now I'm actually taking for myself again yeah. I'm like geez, that actually is great advice <laughs> no no I have to say when I was asking you to come on board and yeah. I didn't even think like I because you are such an open book see this yeah. is the thing sometimes we do all these like little assumptions like Davina will be fine but actually no it was really important for me to hear that you had your boundaries yeah. that I needed to respect them and also for me it's there's no problem yeah. either but do you know what you learn that as time goes by because because sometimes people push the boundaries and I actually remember I did a photo shoot before mm-hmm. and it was it was quite a big photo shoot for they wanted to photograph me uh, in drag and mm-hmm. out of drag mm-hmm. and they wanted to combine the photographs and in theory I was like okay and normally I'd be like no I would never do this mm-hmm. but it was a quite it was a quite good photographer it was a good exhibition I thought well this be something that I'll have forever yeah and I then I thought oh no it's I'm just not comfortable. But against my gut, I oh. went and I did it. Okay. And when I saw the finished result, I was just, it, to, to see everything, the, all your kind of fears and anxieties in actual print. Yeah. I wasn't happy with how it, I didn't have any control over how the photograph looked. Let's be yeah. real, the, the, the post-production was not great on the photo. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, okay. Even I could have done better on a bit of face tune. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, come on. okay. And oh, to see that in, in black and white, that is when it's, things turned for me when I went, no, yeah. you let this happen. You put yourself out there to do this. Mm-hmm. So you have to take the consequence of this. So you have to, that can be, you can put that down to anything in your life. Whereas if you feel like your gut is telling you, do not do this, yeah. you're not comfortable with this, but people can kind of around you, might coax you into doing something. It could be anything. It could be going away and yeah. somewhere you don't want to go. It could be going on a crap hen night. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, going to a party you don't want to go to. If you don't want to go, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to say no. It is okay. And you will feel happier sometimes say no. <laughs> oh no, 100%. It is okay to say no. It's okay to feel like yeah. at your worst. Yeah. Um, I think like what I'm getting is from all of this, it's like protecting yourself yes. because no one else is going to protect no, you. No, and, and mm. that's the thing, I think, in especially in in the arts and entertainment, yeah. everybody is a take, take, take. So everybody needs certain things. Mm-hmm. So they will take, take, take till your, you know, your cupboards are dry, your pantry is empty. <laughs> and, you know, like it's all gone. So you yeah. have to, you have to make sure that the stock is kept. Stock yes. check. Stock check stock yourself. Check. Oh my God, it's bringing me back to the Mac days. <laughs> Putting all those lipsticks into Eyeshadow the drawer. section, here we go. <laughs> oh my God. Davina Devine, you are an absolute star. Thank I you. absolutely love your energy. I love your words. I think your words really truly matter I think it's going to give the listeners out there something to reflect upon Thank you very much Well, yeah. it's, it's a pleasure to, and I think doing something like this and talking about this mm. really frankly and open and I know that people say that it, we do talk about mental health more and we do talk about yeah. things human things more but, but do we really I always think do we really Well we're starting oh, Yeah we oh, are yeah. starting it's on, on the Lonely Bell. We're <laughs> starting. On. Yeah, no, thank you so, so much thank for um, being here today. You've been an absolute star. Thank you so, so thank much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening today with myself and the beautiful Davina Divine. If anything resonates with you on this podcast, please reach out to our socials um, at the Lonely Gal underscore or the email lonelygalpodcast at gmail.com and to Davina Divine on her social at divina.divine. We look forward to hearing your stories and we'll see you at our next episode.